Dima, everybody. Welcome to the Sovereign Sapiens podcast. My name is Paulina. You know, there was something I said yesterday about uh, gluten that caught some of y'all off guard. That was like, um... oh, because I had the stuffy nose ridiculousness. And I said, oh, it's because I ate a lot of naan bread yesterday when I knew I shouldn't have. But it was so fucking tempting. Delicious garlic naan. And um, yeah, I attributed the cause of my stuffy nose to the gluten. And some of y'all, I, I can tell you're just thinking like, what what's she talking about like how is that so how can eating gluten cause your nose to be stuffy that sounds stupid that sounds ridiculous well did you know that over 80 percent of these symptoms of um gluten sensitivity are not gastrointestinal 80% that means like even if you eat gluten and your gut feels fine and your digestion feels okay there's an 80% chance that well not the chance sorry I'm not talking about statistics right now but there is a chance that if you are gluten sensitive which to be honest almost every single human is um, just because it's a really new food in our diet you know like gluten wheat like gluten as a protein was introduced to our human diet about 10,000 years ago which is super recent if you look at how long humans have been here it's um a lot of nutritionists and doctors agree that it is it's indigestible for most of us because of how new of a food it is and how um how recently it was introduced to our evolutionary timeline um and so but it's everywhere right like you pick up any like sort of processed food and you see the ingredients and gluten is in so many foods like it's even in shampoo for goodness sake and it's in all of these foods not because it's it needs to be there or anything but simply because it's a filler you know it makes production cheaper um so there's that that's why it's very prevalent but some of you might be, might be thinking like, okay, like I've heard like I've heard about this whole like gluten free stuff before. Like, Powell's not saying anything new, really. But like, if you don't, if you are still eating gluten, perhaps like this is a perspective that can help to illuminate and <laughs> perspective that I was ignoring yesterday. But um, after how how bad I felt, I was like, ah, uh, no, I need to get back on track and. Um, yeah, so this episode's kind of cool because it's almost like a tribute to my beginnings because I guess you could say my health journey started like when I went gluten-free. I mean, okay, there's no point in putting a single beginning, right? Because everything is a continuation. Nothing is a single beginning point, you know? Um, that's not only like science and quantum physics, but that's also um, just a zen uh philosophy truism i guess or a truism that i learned through my exposure to zen but um yeah so i actually i went gluten-free like nine years ago it's been a journey but um about like nine years ago my mom and dad came back from taking this program in philadelphia at this place called the family hope center which is an amazing, amazing, incredible um, center filled with wonderful 
practitioners um, all focused on um, brain healing and, and brain reprogramming, like working with neuroplasticity to help um, families and kids who were born with neurological disorders or who have like non-neurotypical ways of uh, navigating and perceiving the world. Um, so it's it's an incredible center that is all focused on brain rehabilitation, really. And um, you might be thinking, like, okay, what's the connection here? Well, it's because my, fa- my parents came back. Um, we were living in Hong Kong at the time. I, I grew up there my whole life, uh, almost my whole life. <laughs> but we, um, so we were living in Hong Kong, and they, they took a program at this Family Hope Center one time, and then when they came back, they were like, that's it, no more gluten in the house and no more dairy. <laughs> Lil Pow and like my sisters, we were like, um, what? Excuse me? <laughs> no ice cream? Are you serious? <laughs> no, gluten? What is gluten? I didn't even know at the time. Um, but, and this was also like before the major wave of like gluten free everything hit. So, when I learned that gluten was like in flour and and flour is in pizza and pasta and like all sorts of breads and like cakes and deliciousness, I was like, nah, you're you're kidding, you're kidding. Why do we gotta go gluten free? And my mom explained, well, both of my parents um, explained how like what they learned at the Family Hope Center was about the neurological effects of gluten. Okay. So this brings me back to what I said about how like 80% of the damage that gluten does on your body is not just in your gut. Like it has severe neurological effects too and it, it affects your immune system, um, the overall circulation of blood to your brain, you know, gluten inhibits the um, healthy blood flow and it results in this thing called um, hypoperfusion, which is when you just have a a decrease of of the blood flow going to the brain. And over time, uh, as you can probably see where I'm going with this, over time, that can be really damaging, right? If your brain is not getting enough blood, how are you going to be mentally alert, be aware, and, and be running at your best? I just watched this uh, video where the doctor was, he gave this really good example. He said, okay, sit down cross-legged for two hours. Now get up and run. <laughs> you can't, right? Because you don't have enough blood flow. So a similar thing happens when we eat gluten. Um, it can inhibit blood flow to the brain, which obviously decreases your ability to think clar- uh, think clearly and to perform mentally in the moment, in the immediate aftermath of it. But over time, over decades of, of doing this to yourself, this can have uh, and can cause severe damage. And for um, individuals who are already born with uh, brain damages, that like was the case with my younger sister. When she was um, in utero, she had a stroke in the, the left hemisphere of her brain, and uh, sorry, in the right hemisphere of her brain. Um, and, and so, like, growing up, like, this is the reason why I'm so into health. I don't know if I've, I've said this yet before, 
but um, growing up, I was just exposed to a lot of healing and, and health and wellness practices uh, that I learned through my mom, because obviously, as a mother, she was trying everything to help her daughter um, heal from this brain injury, right? So individuals who are already, um, who, whose who's like neurology is already vulnerable, I guess, um, gluten can be especially toxic for that because, again, decreased blood flow. How can you heal? How can you do anything if you don't have the proper blood flow? The blood brings oxygen and, and, and everything, everything, everything. So um, it's interesting because what they learned at this center was that, yeah, actually a lot of kids or people who we label as having, you know, like neurological disabilities like epilepsy which is the case with my sister or um, even autism like there's depression bipolar disorders like there's a a host of issues and you can google it to get a more comprehensive list if you want and then you can dive into that wormhole on your own I highly encourage you to Uh, especially if you or someone you know and and care about has um, some sort of you know quote-unquote disability um Look it up more, because I, I promise you, you will learn it a lot. And it's been linked um, to consumption of gluten. In almost every case, when a person who has um, some sort of illness or, or disability is taken off uh, gluten, and they start a gluten-free diet and... Uh, they they stop consuming it. Almost all of them just stop having the symptoms and, and completely reverse the effects of it. Isn't that incredible? And I mean, I'm speaking from experience. Like, my whole family went gluten-free because we learned this. Well, my little sister had epilepsy. We're not gonna, we weren't gonna do it. We weren't gonna continue doing something that um, was not for the benefit of her health, you know? And we also weren't gonna, like make her do it on her own while the rest of our family did that because that would be so like exclusionary and and messed up so we all went gluten-free I I resisted it for a long time honestly because I was an immature kid (laughs) and I just wanted to eat pizza with my friends (laughs) Um, you know but but uh over time I actually was when I got to college and um I went to school in California so my school thankfully had all of the uh, health conscious awareness in our dining hall. Um, And so there were more options and I was just also getting more mature with my own, you know, basic life choices. (laughs) So I like fully went in with the gluten-free and and, um, I noticed a huge shift, but what happened with, and and I'm just like a regular person, like quote unquote, like neurotypical, like able to function in neurotypical societal structures you know, so, um, and it had such a transformational effect on me, my little sister, what happened is immediately when she stopped eating gluten, she stopped having seizures, her epilepsy went away, it was, it, it healed, it healed, and I know this is such a touchy word, just because, like, um, and anyways, yeah, but healing, she was cured through a dietary change, she stopped having seizures, 
yo, this was incredible because uh, I witnessed, like, since my little sister was really, really little, like five or six, she was on strong medication for that epilepsy, like a pharmaceutical medication. And this is, like, part of my own, like, personal resistance I have to um, big pharma. You know, this is, like, part of the resistance is that they are very, like, quick to put people on drugs, but in very few cases is there a plan to get people off drugs. It's not sustainable for your health, for your wallet, for the environment, for anything. If you have no plan to get off of this, where's the healing? Where's the cure? It's ironic that, legally speaking, the, 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 the bodies that... Um, the the corporate bodies that do the least for permanent long-term healing and, and curing are the only ones who are allowed to use that word curing. But anyways, um, what I was saying was the, the dietary change cured her neurological condition. And she's not... A single case, like there have been thousands of case studies. Um, If you, I mean, I've been exposed to this because, again, I said like my mom, I was always exposed to her doing all of this research always just to learn, you know, what are the different ways she can help support my sister's health. Um, and And it turns out like there, again, are thousands of cases of people with, different neurological conditions, especially autism, where uh, they, they go off gluten and their symptoms completely subside and their brain heals itself. Fucking fantastic, eh? And this comes not just from the increased blood flow, but from the better nutrition you get when you stop eating gluten. Okay? Hear me out. I'm not saying that replacing uh, whole wheat bread with a gluten-free bread made from, you know, rice flour and potato flour and um, maybe it's got some almond flour in it too or, you know, anyways, the the blend, (laughs) tapioca flour, all these gluten-free stuff. I'm not saying that that bread, because it's made from gluten-free ingredients, is necessarily more nutritious than the whole wheat bread. That's not it. Um, because a lot of, a lot of like gluten-free processed food is still quite devitalized. Uh, so it's not, it's not healthy. (laughs) It's just, uh, an alternative to the, the gluten junk food. The reason why you get more nutrition when you stop eating gluten is because, um, actually there's no quick way to say it. So let me, (laughs) let me just dive into this part of the episode. So in your gut, in your intestines, you have these little, um, these little things called philia. And the philia are kind of like, they look like little fingers almost, like the, the first digit of like little fingers. <laughs> um, they're just part of your intestine that stick out from the wall of the intestines. And what they do is it's their job to capture the nutrition from food when it passes through your intestines and then 
yeah, so it, it's literally its job to absorb <laughs> the nutrients so that it can pass it on to the rest of your body to do the thing and use and, and make energy from and blah, blah, blah. The reason why gluten's so bad for us is because we can't really digest it. And it's very sticky. You notice how, like, not so much anymore nowadays, because nowadays there are, like I said, a lot of really good gluten-free products. But a few years ago, like five, six years ago, definitely eight, nine years ago, the gluten-free products that did exist were, you know, very minimal and, and they were shit. <laughs> like, you would, you would, like, pick up a gluten-free cookie and it would crumble because there was no, nothing holding it together. The flour makes it sticky. The gluten makes it sticky, like glue, like glue. If you cha- trace back the root word to Greek, um, I think that's where it comes from. And, um, but this is not an etymology podcast. <laughs> uh, so, so you can't properly digest gluten. And what happens is, and I mean you, like almost all of us, especially if you have O-type blood, Yo, O-type blood is the oldest human bloodline. We are the hunter-gatherer blood types. Um, We definitely, like, gluten is not good for our systems. Um, If you're, like, A blood type, then your blood type developed, like, with the rise of agriculture. So you may, like, have less gluten sensitivity. Um, And then B blood types and AB, I'm not sure. But there's this really good book. Hold on one second. Let me find the title of it because it's worth reading. It's all about um, the evolution of these human blood types and what diet is best for each blood type. And not just what diet, but what ways of um, dealing with stress, too, are also really good. you know, I'd love to do a podcast on that, but let's put a pin in that idea right now. It's called uh, The Genotype Diet by Dr. Peter J. Dam- Dadamo. <laughs> it's like D apostrophe Adamo. Uh, and Chef Kristen O'Connor. Really interesting read. And it's, it's a really quick read, too, because you just got to know your blood type. So you don't have to read through all the chapters if you don't want to, if you're not interested. You can just um, flip up ahead to where your info is. <laughs> but yeah, so, so the thing is, when most of us eat gluten, not just O-type, but as I said, anyone with a gluten sensitivity. And to be honest, another reason why way more than just like O-type or you know, whatever the fuck blood type you are, way more than uh, we think have gluten sensitivity is because not only is wheat overall new to our diet 10,000 years ago, but the wheat that we eat now is so um, far from its original state. You know, it's um, the way that it's been bred and genetically modified is, um, it's really bad for your body just because your body like essentially can't keep up with it. So it's like, even though there are some things, not not just like hyper-processed grain, but also like um any like food colorings and and adding and uh, flavorings and stuff like that those additives um that's stuff that 
is it's I call it like deceptive food because it the whole point is that it like tricks your brain into thinking that it's food but your gut literally does not recognize it as food it recognizes it as poison and so it elicits an immune response and it's just it's so bad oh my gosh I can't, I can't talk about this right now because it will be like far too long and I honestly just want this to be a quick episode we're already at 20 minutes Woohoo! look at us champions one second I'm gonna drink some water and, and take a little break Yeah, so this food is is modern. It's super modern. And um, most of our bodies just can't handle it. What happens is it goes into our system. As it goes through our gut, it gets really sticky. Our gut, um, our intestines can't exactly like push it all the way out and through. So a lot of it just becomes like residue that sticks. I know this is so gross. This is so gross, but it's important. So follow me. It, It just becomes like residue that sticks inside your the lining of your gut and it it forms like a coating over the cilia and over years that builds and builds because your if your body can't process it it just gets stuck it gets stuck in your gut and it builds and builds Now, not only do you have years of old, disgusting, like, gluten protein lining your gut, like, just making you heavy. Not that it's, like, a weight thing, but it's just, like, that that is just sitting in you. And then it's also covering the philia, which means that you... Even though you're eating all these amazing superfoods and stuff, you can't absorb it. Because there's all of that gluten coating it. You can't absorb it. And now the body's smart, okay? When, when, when you get gluten in your system and it starts to cover the philia, your body's like, oh shit, this isn't good. Like, I can't absorb nutrients if, if I'm like this. Uh, so what the response that you have, like the biological response that your body has is to then um, send, it it basically, it starts to like send all of the attack that it has to try to like attack the gluten, except the gluten just sticks. So all of the attack is turning in on itself and it's over time destroying the philia. So you just, it it does a lot of damage. And it's just years and years and years. You know, my, um, one of my dad's cousins is a forensic scientist. Shout out, cousin Rebecca, what's up? (laughs) How you doing? (laughs) And, um, she confirms this, like, this fact I had heard, like, I just, I had, I heard on like the internet somewhere like years ago. So I, that, I'm sorry, I, this is like a very vague reference. I apologize. But she confirmed how like by the time someone dies, on average, that person, if they've been, you know, like dying at old age, you know, and eating gluten their whole life, 
the average is, is for there to be about like seven to eight pounds of gluten in their gut by the time they die. <laughs> uh, <laughs> seven or eight pounds of it just sitting there for so oh it's so gross because <laughs> your body just can't get rid of it and it's a huge problem um it messes with your immune system as i said that's i was having an immune reaction to it yesterday um and again it can be very um neurologically damaging especially for those whose um just neurological conditions are already vulnerable okay um yeah i don't want to just leave you with that because that kind of sounds like oh like did pow just like hop on the podcast to ruin my day (laughs) and tell me that i can't eat this stuff no it's not that like i like i said for me it took me so fucking long to get on board with it like my family had all converted but i was i wasn't living with my family when i was a teenager i was in a boarding school so I was like making my own food choices and being immature as hell um, because I was like definitely resistant to it. Um, I, I didn't really like see the point. But then, uh, yeah, over time, you know what? The good thing is that it just it got the mental exposure like really sunk into me. Like I knew that I shouldn't be eating it. And I even like knew the science of why it was bad. But I just like I don't I don't think I like felt the pain of it enough, you know? Um like the 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 pain of like what it did to me not just like physically, but then also like emotionally. Yo, I was like emotionally fucked up at that time when I w- was not eating proper. Cuz the the food we eat is the building blocks for our emotions, for everything. The food we eat is the fuel we consume, so it it determines how well you're able to run. You know, and if if how you're consuming your fuel, like if if it's blocked because you you know have too much gluten in your system, you can't even absorb the nutrients, then that's a problem, right? But the food is is number one. If you want to change your life, you know, all the meditation in the world, all the exercise in the world, like all the yoga in the world and the physical practice, it will only take you so far. But you gotta you gotta look at what you're eating too you can't slack on that um yeah yeah but the so again it it kind of makes sense like you know i know i'm not saying anything new like you've heard you've probably known for years now that gluten is bad you know i don't know if you knew it in all of these ways but let me uh impart to you <laughs> if if you may this um these kind of like scary things that that go on with gluten so yeah yeah you know <laughs> i'm not perfect you 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 saw me I, or you didn't see me but i told you about it i had that delicious garlic knot sometimes it's just it's i feel like it's worth it but then i feel the effects of it and i'm like nah i remember why it's not worth it and then and then i get back on track you know, that actually reminds me so much of, um, oh, yo, we can, we can take this podcast a level deeper if you want. Let's do it. I'm just going to, I'm going to get some more water. Be right back. One level deeper. Can we go one level deeper? <laughs> 
Yes, okay, so, as I said, I'm not perfect with it. I know gluten's so fucking bad for me. I know I feel terrible when I eat it. Not emotionally terrible, because it tastes delicious, so I don't have guilt about that. (laughs) But I'm physically terrible. That stuffy nose, like, thank goodness that was the most of my symptoms. And my belly just felt, like, achy. There was some of that, too. And yet, I chose to eat the garlic naan, knowing this, after nine fucking years of exposure to this information. (laughs) And it's not because I'm purely an idiot. Fuck you. It's because there exists chaos. Okay? The other day, um, it was actually a couple weeks ago, but I was watching this documentary on chaos theory. And it was kind of talking about how, I mean, you already know this, but it talks about how, like, okay, everything in the man-made world, we're, like, trying to, like, order and structure and build and control things, you know? And even, like, the mathematics that predominates a lot of our thinking um, is man-made mathematics. It involves straight lines, (laughs) which... You see nowhere else other than in our own imagination. (laughs) Where in the universe? (laughs) In the macro or the microcosm do you see straight lines? (laughs) But only in our imagination. (laughs) So, um, and our whole worlds are, are based off of this, right? You know, like the, in the, the left brain structured society way of, operating and navigating in the the norm, you know, whatever the fuck that means. It's based on this whole idea of, like, we can control it, you know? Like, we can predict the weather patterns, and we can predict and control the economy, and we can predict and control the politics, and the, you know, like, all of these things. Like, we can have, like, peacekeeping efforts to, like, prevent war and stuff like that. You know, and we can do all these things to prevent natural destruction and build dams and rivers and all this stuff. It's fucking crazy because we can't. We can't. And the documentary was illustrating this point about how, like, we think that there is a point that we... Okay, when I say we, I mean, like, this dominant kind of, like, Western male, like, perspective you know, very, like, left brain, like, very colonizing way of thinking. Uh, we can dive more into that in the in the serious episode that I keep talking about we gotta have, you know? <laughs> but not for now. We're, we're gonna save that, that serious chat for um, probably sometime when I'm by a fire. A fireplace. Or a bonfire. Um... And it's it's madness to think that we can, at some point, eventually control everything, every aspect, and eliminate chaos. It's it's madness. So what the documentary was illustrating was this point about how like we need to build chaos into the system, because there are times when it will uh, take over, and even even when it's not like taking over in in a absolutely chaotic way (laughs) you know um it's still existing within the system 
you know, even when you look at a completely healthy, alive plant, there's still like parts of it that are decaying. You know, some leaves, some like parts of the matter that's decaying, representing the chaos. At some point, it'll all take over, right? Thank you, Aura, for this tea. <clears throat> so I watched that, and um, I was like, cool, yeah, well, that's obvious. <laughs> And that's when you know something is some some knowledge is so well presented is when you're like oh yeah that's so obvious I, I thought that <laughs> you know as soon as you hear it it resonates as true and it's like blink everything just changes in an instant you have a paradigm shift because it just it just rings out as true So, I watched that a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, and then I went to Jamaica, and I was like, what, what, this is so lit, (laughs) such a good vibe there, good music everywhere, everywhere, 24-7, non-stop, non-stop, and amazing food, oh my goodness, shout out to Bourbon Beach, and the chefs and all the staff there because they had the most amazing jerk chicken. Oh my goodness, so fresh, so fresh. The best sauce, the best sauce. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Just so, 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 so spectacular. Um, but when I was there, like when I was like mentally prepping to go, I was like, cool, I'm gonna like wake up early every day and like, go swimming and like do my yoga and like do it all like boom 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 and I was like I'm really gonna use this time to like just like rededicate to my schedule and my routine you know I feel like periodically we need to reinvent that so that you you, you keep yourself on your toes and you can and that way you can like handle what life has to throw at you because you're on your toes you know you're alert you're um you're active and, and attentive and, and agile to it. But, um, yeah, so that was my intention when I got there and things flowed a little bit differently, you know? Um, I was in a sweet surrender to the, the way that my energy wanted to ebb and flow in response to that environment, me in that environment, you know, the consciousness of it all. And one second, I'm gonna get a sweater because I'm so cold. Already, I'm just gonna get a blanket. <laughs> so I allow myself to have that quote unquote sweet surrender to the, the flow of energy. And I got up whenever. I ate whenever, not on a schedule schedule, but like just like a fixed, like not a fixed, sorry, just like a flow thing.
And that's when I realized, like, it's probably really healthy that that happened. (laughs) Because, you know, you can't go from, like, controlling your life to controlling your life to controlling your life to controlling, you know, like, you can't, you can't do that endlessly. Like, no amount of discipline is going to save you. I think you, like, it. you can't sustain it like that. There has to be times when you allow the chaos to also teach you. I don't know, it's kind of like, like, right now I'm thinking about it in terms of, like, yin space and how... Um, it's actually most of what is if you're thinking in like very simplistic terms of yin and yang in terms of the universe and you think of what exists materially like the matter, the atoms, the electron the, the, the particles, everything you think of that as yang and then you think of space as yin you see how like the yin it seems like there's much more of that right but it's cool because even within the yin like it's not empty even within the yin there's another yang and it's that the space has its own structure and that's another incredible idea that we got to get to in another time but I want to be able to do it justice and I'm not going to be able to do it right now because we are done This was fun. Let's catch up and hang out again soon. Bye. Peace. (laughs) You know, let me go back and add a conclusion because that's what they always taught me in school. So in conclusion, gluten, it's really bad. If you or your loved ones or someone you know and care about or even just like casually care about has... um, uh, a connection to like to like having a neurological quote unquote disability themselves or um especially like epilepsy or aut- autism um or if you're just like generally more interested in like your health and like the health of your family um try cutting out the gluten because that um like you'll you'll notice especially if you do it for like 2 months like 60 days but even like 40 days, you'll start to like feel it. Um, yeah, your brain, your brain's going to feel different. It's going to feel really different in a, in a good way. More blood is going back to it. More, more life force, right? More oxygen, more nutrients. Oh, if you do that plus essential oils, you'll be so good because essential oils are so good for your brain. Okay, but that's not the point. Um, what else is part of my conclusion? <laughs> um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So also, but if you're just like making the transition, like, and this goes for all transitions you're making, not just like the dietary ones, but like the exercise ones, you know, like the inner like mental preppedness for life ones, you know, your own attitude in terms of taking things on in life. Um, if you're like going through transformation and overhaul in that aspect, like be gentle on yourself, allow yourself to let 
the chaos also be a teacher um, because you you can't control everything you're not meant to and um, it's okay like when you I feel like when that lesson really clicks in like when it really clicks in um, that that moment of sweet surrender is is phenomenal and it is a it is a profound teacher yeah open up to the abstract and the yin and the and the yin side <laughs> the vacuum <laughs> okay that's another episode that's another episode bye peace peace peace